Y'all know what the fuck going on. You are now tuned in to episode 112 of Not Politically Correct. It is your boy, Real McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God, a.k.a. No Cap Charlie, a.k.a. Smooth Job Johnny, a.k.a. Doped Up Danny, a.k.a. FBI Mike, a.k.a. Hip Hop Harry, a.k.a. Hallway Jones, because your bitch had a ringtone and back in the old school days, I was it. So, you can find me at Real McCoy KPZ on Twitter and Real McCoy Rebel on Snapchat. Cody. I am Cody. Russ, how do you like your eggs? Without raisins. Scrambled, <laughs> uh, preferably, or an omelet. A nice omelet. Uh, omelet du fromage. Fertilized. Um, no. Um, <laughs> for, uh, Those Russ. are the deviled eggs, right? No, <laughs> oh, they've been deviled. Um, <laughs> Russ, the barman, a.k.a. Teddy Russ, a.k.a. Smooth Fingers, a.k.a. K-Universal, a.k.a. The Progenitor, a.k.a. School Wars Q, a.k.a. Russ the Bus. Just picturing some real naughty going, steer it up. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on the chattiest of snaps as Thaddeus Snapchattiest and on IG at Candid Cupidity, C A N D I D underscore C U P I D I T Y. I D I T Y. I like it. We like the party at ass. Just so you guys know, we are uh, on Facebook, so we have a Facebook group that's not politically correct podcast where you can join and be a part of all of the festivities. Um, we have a Facebook page which you can like. That's NPC podcast. That's just for numbers and you know, la di da. We have a Twitter page, a not PC podcast. You can follow us there and be a part of the shenanigans. And you can find us on SoundCloud, the podcast app, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, anything that you can listen to shit on that is not titled because I don't know why. Just type in "not politically correct podcast." I said it before. We will. I'm not gonna pay for that shit. Oh, cause Cody's not paying for it. Got it. Happy Juneteenth. No, <laughs> you can <laughs> type in "not politically correct podcast." Search us, listen to us, leave us a message about how great or how bad we are. We won't pay any attention to it, I promise. But it's you know good for fodder, right? Uh, and now at this time, it is time for speak it, speak, speak it, speak, speak it, speak, 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 speak sports. Wait, this is before Sigourney Weaver. People had to weave their own Sigourneys by hand. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? What? Yeah, that, that's that's a really good dad joke. I've heard that before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for music. <laughs> that, okay, I like that. I like that. I like that. Um, Let's see. I'm not sure exactly what to talk about. Uh, I feel like the biggest part or biggest thing right now is that the since we last talked, the Warriors won the championship. Steph's got four rings. Hmm. Right, 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 right. For sure. Uh, he had a heck of a. Let's see. Steph's crazy 33 days. Uh, May 15th, he earns his bachelor's <laughs> degree from Davidson College. DeVry? June 16th. Sorry. Davidson. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Never. Wins fourth. Welcome back, sir. Uh, fourth <laughs> NBA title, named NBA Finals MVP for the first time, and June seventeenth, Davidson, not Devray, announces he will be the first <laughs> player to have his number retired, not retarded. Oh, okay. uh, let's see what else. That means that Milwaukee went back to back with championships. Not really, but kind of because Kevin Looney and Jordan Poole, both whoop, whoop. Milwaukee natives. Whoop, whoop. 
were on the Warriors. I guess they still are. Well, the draft is going on. Trades, we'll see. Uh, Gary Payton, the second. Uh, dude, he was really fun to watch uh, this year. And now he, uh, let's see, NBA father-son duos to win championships. Um, they are the one, two, three, sixth. Wait. So that's kind of cool. Who? I, Gary Payton didn't win no uh, no ring. I thought he did with and when he played with the Heat and Shaq and Dwayne Wade in 06. Oh my God, he played for the Heat. What the fuck? Where was I? I, I, had, I had no idea Gary uh, finally got a ring. I had no idea. I knew I knew that he you know they went to the Lakers and tried to you know what I'm saying. I had no idea he was uh, on the 06 uh, Heat. Wow, that is... Okay, okay. Well, thank you, Cody, for this uh, sports enlightenment. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see what else we got. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scotty Pippen Jr. has signed a two-way deal with the Lakers and Sharif O'Neal to play on the Lakers Summer League team. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So we'll see if that'll bring in there. I mean, that's always a I feel like the toughest interviews, and you really gotta show better than yourself, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Right, there, right, right. Also, there is a um, I don't know the name. I'm sorry, I don't know the name of the of the guy who was drafted, or of his mom. But there was a guy who was drafted to the Detroit Pistons, oh, yeah. and his mom mm-hmm. was a, a WNBA like player. His whole like basically his entire life, he watched his mom grew up watching his mom play down there. Um, and now he's in the NBA and I just thought that that was kind of cool. Um, being that usually when we have these stories, it's Gary Payton and Gary Payton Jr. And, you know, Scotty Pimpin, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, Dale and Steph Curry and, and yeah, his name was, uh, Jessica Jr. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I, I did see, I did see that. I meant to, I didn't take a screen capture of it, but, uh, this hopefully compensates, um, Malika Andrews makes history of being the first, after 75 years, the first NBA draft held by her um, first ever female host. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. That's gonna, I did not know that. The first female host. I, I think know. it makes sense that they're, I feel like we've never seen one before, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. I but mean, <clears throat> she like, seems to be doing a lot of stuff lately. Like, I feel like I first seen her when, uh, we won the the chip last year. Oh, okay. And she was like interviewing Giannis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy and shit. Which his uh family story movie came out this weekend on Disney Plus. Y'all go see that. I think it's called Rise Up. Back on the street. He took his time. Just change. All right. Um Charles Barkley said um this was like during the series, but um not at game six when the Warriors won yet. He said, listen, if Golden State Warriors beat the Boston Celtics in the finals, best believe I'll record myself eating a bowl of horse shit. I'm not <laughs> lying, Kenny. Remind me in a few weeks. What the fuck? I saw that after they won. And I'm like, wow. Like, why would you ever bet against the Warriors like that, you know? <laughs> he, Charles, Charles Barkley said this? Yeah. Wasn't that just tor- terrible? That is, he got some explaining well, to do. I mean, yeah, because his, uh, his, um, uh, what do I say? His, his, uh, 
perception of many of the the things that go into the NBA is is kind of faulty at times. Like he's like a more lovable Paul Pierce because he's funny. I would um, not agree with that. He's not always right, but he usually has a somewhat level head. Even if him and Shaq get into it sometimes, I would never compare him to Paul Pierce, though. Fuck Paul Pierce. That's why I said he's a lovable Paul Pierce. No, there's no such thing as a lovable Paul Pierce. <laughs> yes, it is. It's Charles That's Barkley. That's like a bowl of horse shit that you would want to eat. Well, he's going to eat it because <laughs> nah. he just did a whole Paul but Pierce he wouldn't want to. That's because he's kind of. Listen, man, all I'm saying is Steve Kerr has won 33% of the last 27 NBA championships. And I want to say is That's nuts. Steve Kerr decided to name his son And then four is oh, he totally four is a did player and three is a Nick, bro. coach. What the fuck? Mm. <laughs> no, wait. Go Crazy. back to the, to the Steve Kerr, Nick, Nick Kerr. Why would he do that, bro? Like, <laughs> the Steve Kerr. You see him almost uh, throwing everything away for that one uh, black uh, uh, reporter. I don't blame him, but you got to calm down, Steve. Stephen Curry. Yeah, because Kareem <laughs> said that uh, he's still the all-time leading scorer in the NBA, and he only made one three-point shot. That's crazy. <laughs> Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. Holy shit. Also, this is hilarious because he is such a legend. <laughs> he said uh, when he was asked um, the best hot dog, what the best hot dog topping is, his response was the tears of the 1985 Celtics when they lost to the Lakers in the finals. <laughs> he is a sick man, bro. <laughs> that is hilarious. Funny. Oh, and um, oh boy, who was drafted to Detroit um, was uh, Jaden Ivey. Oh, okay. Son of, okay. Uh, I think his name is, her name is Niel or something. Okay, okay, got it. Niel. Poison yeah, Ivy. Poison Ivy. <laughs> I just think that that's a, I don't know why there's such a, like, a fascinating, it's not fascinating, but like, just such a cool thing to me. I'm like, damn, his mom was the best, you know, not his dad. His mom was the basketball player. And mm-hmm. wow, that's, you know, just crazy to me. But what's going on? Right, well, I feel, I'm sorry. Huh? I was going to say, what's going on with football? Uh, there is no football right now. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's June. Yeah, it's <laughs> 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 what fucking pressure is that? No, Michael, no. The only reason I, <clears throat> the only reason I asked is because yesterday I randomly thought about this and I was like, man, Tom Brady retired. Tom Brady retired. And then I was like, wait a minute. Did Tom Brady really retire or did he Okay, here's your football news. Gronk retired. For okay. the second time. Right. I was gonna say again. Or first and a half time. Sounds like fucking Jay. The story was he the story was that he uh <laughs> Well, there was, I don't know if it was the same story, different story for one of the, I don't know how many times he really retired, but the Lions, I think it was, called him up and said, like, uh, you're, we traded you, you're coming here. And he's like, no, you're not. I'm retired. You can't get me. Mm-hmm. And then he got off the phone and he started to play. He just had, like, a vacation, then played with Tom Brady again. <laughs> what the fuck? So, he, yeah. so, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He was on... What team and then got drafted? I, it, it wasn't drafted. I think it was uh, or it traded. Was on the Pats. Okay, right on the Pats. And the after a while, the Lions called him and said that, like, we traded for you. You're coming here, and he's like, No, I'm not. I'm retired. <laughs> oh wow! So that <laughs> and so if he retired, so which you, I, on contract, you can just no matter what year it is, you can just say I'm I'm retiring. And then what? How does that work? 
Well, I mean, you just do an Antonio Brown and don't show up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should know how that goes, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> there are um, a couple interesting here, interesting things here um, that I found. Um, I think I want to say it was yesterday. Uh, um, three people died. Um Two of them being mm. ex-NFL players and one being a current NFL player. Well, he's ex um, now. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess he would be ex now. Ex-ex But uh, Hall of Famer Hugh, uh, is it Miguel? Uh, I can't say his name. Miguel Henney, something, some shit like that. Uh, he died um, at the age of 93. Um, Tony Siragusa. Yeah, I saw that, man. I forgot all about him. Yeah. And then uh, Jalen Ferguson for the Baltimore uh, Ravens. Really? He died on the 23rd, yeah. At 26, at the age of 26. What the fuck? Yeah, man. This is all like the last couple of days, the 22nd and 23rd. It's crazy. Dude. Wasn't... I, only, I only heard of Goose, and I don't know uh, how any of them died. Yeah. Dude, that's Super Goose was old and fat. He wasn't even that fat <laughs> old, you know. But like... <laughs> so the fact, yeah, he was fifty-five ish. Yeah. I want to say somewhere in there, 50, 55, 56. Dude, there was um, yeah. this I think this past spring, though, like a couple months ago, um, mm-hmm. the quarterback for he was like the young quarterback. He was going to be like the next up uh, for the Steelers. Got hit oh, by, yeah. Got hit by a car, right? Like, what the fuck? Like, I forgot. I don't remember his. I don't remember his name. I don't know. He was a young black quarterback for the Steelers. Um, um was it like, uh, was it Haskins? Haskins? I what think. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, I think. I think something with an H. Haskins. Or he H- was like Hampton in or... his early twenties, right? Yeah, he was. Like, he was like across something. Yes. across the interstate or something like that. Yes, he was young. He was young. He wasn't. Um. Like I think he might have just been either just drafted or was like gonna gonna be coming off the bench th- yeah. next season because they were like moving and kind of you know reworking stuff and then got hit by the car. Yeah, so I mean it happened like at the end of March. Yeah, or early and, like, yeah, like yep, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. What the like who? What's the fuck's going on with like what's this NFL like curse they got going on right now, man? Like curse, <laughs> death and shit, just. Oh, up. I remember. Um, yeah, his name was like Dwayne something, Dwayne Haskins or Haskins. I can't remember how his yeah. last name is pronounced. But I remember hearing it. I'm like, damn, The Rock died trying to cross the. Uh, <laughs> and then it was like uh, Steelers quarterback. I'm like, oh shit. So, <laughs> I'm like, dog should have been able to take out a couple cars while he, you know. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Magnum, strong ass nigga. All right. What else is going on in sports, Cody? Enlighten us. I'm going to go back to this basketball thing because you kept um, trying to put in sports that aren't even relevant right now. But anywho, uh, Jason Jason Tatum's the first uh, player in NBA history with 100 turnovers in a single postseason. (laughs) They had a a picture of of, uh, him photoshopped as uh, Will Chamberlain holding that 100 picture. (laughs) Good good for them. Uh, Sorry. Steph Curry is the only player in history to win MVP and finals MVP unanimously. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And here's, I feel like the... He's the first player? Yeah. 
Wow. Uh, here's, I feel like, a good topic to talk about. Uh, comparison with Steph Curry and LeBron Jemison. LeBron and Steph both have four rings now. Steph has four rings with one team and 13 seasons. LeBron, four rings with three teams and 19 seasons. Um, I saw another comparison. Here it is. Um, the difference between a selfless superstar and a selfish superstar. LeBron in 2020 said, I want my damn respect. Steph this year said, we found a way to get it done. Everybody on this stage had a part in this. I also heard uh, on a, like a press conference thing after they won the finals that a reporter said, oh, you finally won your, your first uh, finals MVP. How does that feel? And he said, that's the first question you're going to ask me. I don't care about that. We won the chip, man. We got this. We're all <laughs> like that's. I think that all just speaks volumes, and there's a lot of I feel like considerations, accolades. You know, you can. I feel like you can uh, both put them on the same pedestal, but there's still comparisons. I want to speak on that. I thought I think the consistent need to compare LeBron and Steph Curry, or LeBron and anybody, is so irritating at this point because LeBron James is. No matter what you say or how you feel about LeBron James, LeBron James is a superhero. Damn near, like, <laughs> like, but no, but seriously, I mean, he, he got a movie. Right, with Looney Tunes. Right, he was in Space Jam. He's not. You, we can't keep talking about LeBron like he just any. You know what I'm saying? Like people, so for some odd reason, people that are in it with him seem they build him up to put him down. Right. Matt, Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes, about a year or two ago, said, I don't know why everybody has an issue with LeBron James, because basically he said, we're watching like a legend, like mm-hmm. legendary shit happen in front of us. But because it's happening in front of us, it's like we, I don't know, it's like there's this assessing need to, t- to tear him down and say what he's not. The fact of the matter no, is, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say it's it's because you have the, the the different precedents in front of him that we always look at him as like some type of villain in the basketball yeah, <laughs> realm. Yep, yep. And you know, he used to be because and and you, and it's because Jordan and Kobe have been put um, at such a high level yeah. as like almost like NBA gods, but they also have their character flaws and and whatever. Um, but that helps them be be great in the game. Mm. Uh, I keep telling people, like, you know, LeBron, what, he came into the league at what, 19? Yeah. Somewhere in there? Yeah, 18, 19. Yeah, and he came out of high school. dominating in a, in a caveman, Neanderthal, like, type of sport. Um, it's probably not as rough as when Jordan was in it or Kobe was in it. Um, he was still dominating teams. at the same level now as he was when he started. Yeah. You know, and right. if you compare the stats, and he would just still, like, he wasn't as big, but he still acted like it and still plowed through and right. dunked from half right. court. Yep. And he was, like, a phenomenal <laughs> athlete. Like he, But he's also intelligent in the game yeah. to incur those things that will help his team win. Yep. The flopping. He started. You know, I don't know if he started that whole thing, but he made no. it um, kind of widespread because it achieved the results that he was trying to achieve in the game. I, I think he's a very intelligent <laughs> person, but it's got to be rough for a kid growing up to just be shot on all the time just for being a good pr- player in yep. the game. Yep. Because um, the Detroit Pistons were fucking awful when um, Isaiah Toff 
Isaiah Thomas was um, um, a part of the team. The Utah Jazz, these niggas. I would not agree with that. Was whole gang members. They were like beating the shit out of people. Like, yeah, yeah, no, in for the sure. Game. No, for they sure. were fucking horrible. <laughs> Whenever, especially when like it, they had to come, come up against Jordan, they would be trying to kill dogs. Yeah, they were trying to take dog head off low key. Unless you're going to stop them. <laughs> you play the game, play better than dog, but you know they don't put in the time like him and Kobe would do. So well, I'm like, I like that. They say I can play better than a one legged Michael Jordan. Had the whole flu, uh, <laughs> killing for mad points. Uh, but it's it's like you know we 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 try to choose, and it, he was a kid. Like he was a kid yep, yep. when they were doing this shit to him. Yeah, and now that he's grown, I mean, you know. Growing up and and having this shit happen to him over and over again, I would be saying the same thing. Show me my respect, nigga. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm great. Exactly. No. He, yeah, but great. you know what? They kind of him and well, coincidentally, uh, <laughs> uh, Steph and LeBron grew up or uh, were born in the same hospital in Akron. So really? that's great. But you know, they they kind yeah, the three years apart, I think. But they yeah. and both kind of had the same. Steph shows a horse. So I mean, you know. <laughs> Lord. Hey, she was a vibe in that little after, like little after party they had. Whatever, like people were like, "Wow, she holding a trophy." Like I'm like, bro, she looked. This is the first time I've seen this woman be like, "Oh, she looks fun." Like she looks like they both had their obstacles. Oh yeah, she was. The, uh, she was guys, te- tentacled up with dogs. Reel it in. We're talking about politics here. Okay? <laughs> we are talking about politics. We're talking about that. Roe versus Wade. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. LeBron or Steph Curry had the same obstacles in his way that LeBron did coming in. I mean, even in college, like there's there's one team that wanted him, and so he went there. And everybody said that he was too short, too slow, too this, too that, and he mm-hmm. proved everybody wrong. So I wouldn't, you know, yeah. you're making the same argument for Steph as LeBron. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And especially because the dumbass Bucks uh, passed on him. His ankles don't look good, and now he went well, into we talked about that. They weren't good, and he strengthened his hips. I mean, yeah, you can look at potential, but, you know, you don't know the future and what you're going to do and stuff. Yeah, but so Milwaukee has good. a history of doing this dumb shit. Ray yeah. Allen. Yeah. Kabir. Yeah. Kevin Durant. Wait. IPA. We passed on Kevin. Wait, what? <laughs> IPA. Yes, we did. We passed we on Kevin Durant. We didn't really have the availability to get him. The money? You know, money. Yeah. It's like we could say that we want him, but it's not like we could actually get him because we can say no because you guys don't have enough money. Yeah, oh. but we were that back then. We, he was still with OKC, I think, and we were small, still uh, playing at the Bradley Center. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Because when he yep when he got drafted, he they were actually still the SuperSonics. He got drafted, went and played one year there, and then he got drafted by the SuperSonics. But that's when he was playing with Oklahoma City. That's when. Uh, when um, the Bucks wanted to get him. Oh, okay. So we were trying to tra- oh, we trade. Oh, trade. Okay, okay. Oh, got you. Okay. But when you're, I saw this when you're talking about here's a basketball football transition. Someone said, and I'm laughing, but this is so true. <laughs> Dak Prescott is the Russell Westbrook of the NFL. Bunch of cool stats, but nothing great when it matters. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's Parents no lie. Don't it? There's no lie. Yeah. I mean, but 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 let but what Russell Westbrook is. I mean, he won won a championship. So I mean, he's he kind of did what Where? he had to do uh, when he was with Seattle. Like what was it, twenty fourteen, twenty? Wait, Russell uh, Westbrook. I'm thinking of oh my god, 
<laughs> Russell Wilson. <laughs> carry on, carry on. That was a great joke. Toxic ladies. <laughs> no, um, all right, my last thing, because we were talking a lot of goats today. Um, <laughs> goats Alan Iverson recently had his 47th birthday. Shout out to him. Uh, and then eight more years, he will inherit his $32 million <laughs> Reebok trust fund. That is just <laughs> such an amazing contract. <laughs> I love hearing that every time. Because, like, bro, what they I have. Know. <laughs> he just has. It's just a great. <laughs> You know, people want to say, like, oh, I'm going to sign with Nike. I'll get $10 million or this and that. But, uh, like, that was just a great contract for him. I think he gets 800000 annually from them. And then on when he – yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, he's got it good with that. And they really good to treat with him with, like, family, too. And that was – that was it was Reebok, right? You said that he was a little – Yeah. Yeah. Damn, yeah. man. How, I'm trying to figure out who – he has the best agent because how the fuck they muster that up? Oh, it's in, in baseball. I think oh, there's plenty. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Also, I was just going to say, there's plenty of documentaries on YouTube and stuff about him, and they cover that. Man, I, I'm going to have to look that up today. So unlike you, I won't give spoiler alerts. You can find out on your own. Because you give spoiler alerts. Ha, 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 ha. Good, I'm glad you caught that. Hi, everyone. My name is McCoy, and I give spoilers in the group chat. So apparently that's a bad thing. Um, when you hear this, apparently it, and when you hear this, when you hear this, if you, too, give spoilers by accident in your group chat. Oh, it's not accidental. You just, <laughs> you're just dumb. It's a brain malfunction. <laughs> if you, too, are like me, dial 1-800. If you, too, don't have a filter about spoilers. <laughs> Fuck you both. <laughs> Called Daniel Condos and shit. David Hobson. Uh, okay, I just sent the speaking of the title. Long Beach. <laughs> what? Speaking of Long Beach. Well, I mean that's a great transition. Speaking of Long Beach. Oh yeah. No, actually. These Long Beach is getting on my nerves. No, <laughs> speaking <laughs> <So> stupid. <laughs> Spriggers. <laughs> These long Spriggers get on my nerves. <laughs> Somebody write that in the chat. Um, speaking <laughs> of sports and California, about six hours below the Bay Area, there is a little place known as LA County. And Los Angeles County. It's French. La, La County. <laughs> Los Angeles County, California is home to many MCs, from Ice Cube to Dr. Dre to everyone from Schoolboy Q and Kendrick Lamar. This area is the heart of West Coast hip-hop. Not taking anything away from the Bay Area, because, you know, shout out E-40 and all them great guys. The eastern city bordered by the ocean, Long Beach, is one that sometimes gets overlooked for the rest of L.A. Hip House, <clears throat> excuse me, Hip House, Powerhouse, <laughs> Snoop Dogg, along with Warren G and Nate Dogg, have been the biggest representatives since the early 90s. But not too many people think of Long Beach when they think of L.A. County. I mean, you do have some other people that come out of that area like, um, uh, what is his name? Crooked Eye, a.k.a. King Crooked, and a couple of, you know, kind of lower-known rappers. But in terms of Long Beach representatives, it's pretty much Snoop. It's pretty much Snoop. Well, over the past decade... And Sublime... <laughs> Over the past decade, fellow LBC native and also Crip affiliate Vince Staples has been holding it down Is it for the millennium. When you have sex with dead Crips, Crip affiliation, you asshole. 
Oh, Crip affiliate Vince Staples has been holding it down for the millennials. The 2015 XXL freshman started in the background as, as an odd future tag along, never in the crew, just around through his friendship with Earl Sweatshirt, hmm. and eventually fostered those relationships to a deal with Def Jam. Now, he signed to Motown, yes, it still exists, and Blacksmith, the Talib Kweli founded label, um, and he has released a few fan favorite albums, and now he's back with his new joint, Ramona Park Broke My Heart. Named after the Long Beach neighborhood Staples grew up in, is this homesick project really good? So, before I get into my shit, we're going to go. Russell, what did you think about Ramona Park Broke My Heart? All right. Um, so, uh, this album was uh, a really smooth listen to, um, pretty much all the way through. Um, a lot, honestly, um, a lot of the tracks sounded like each other, and I find myself trying to differentiate which song was which. Um, not to say that they were bad, but it gave me the same vibes that Drake's new album did, but with a better listening capability, in my opinion. Um, definitely an album I can listen mostly all the way through with a few tracks I skipped because of all the talking. Um, so for me, it's probably like a solid 7.5. Okay, okay. Do you have any favorite tracks? I'm just curious. Do you have any favorite tracks? Man, um, there were so many that were, like, just really smooth. I can't even, like, think of which ones because I was just listening. I listened to it probably, like, three times, though. Yeah, um, nice. Just straight all the way through. Just It was just a real nice, um, I won't call it background music because, like, you, you did definitely pay attention to some of the bars jump out at you. Um, but overall, the uh, just the, the sound... And the 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 the, uh, the the music and progressions and stuff, which is real smooth to me. So yeah, it's definitely uh probably one I'll keep in rotation. Okay, okay. And Cody, what about you? Um, I kind of agree. Uh, you know, I like Vince Staples. This was a lot more chill than I was expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it is like the whole thing around. Like I agree with what Russ was saying. My thoughts were like. It's all very chill, and a lot of the tracks to me, again, not bad, but they kind of blended together because they all sound the same and very mellow. Hmm. Um, okay. Again, could be background music. I find it almost a little similar to like uh, something like, I forget, last, Don Tolliver's last album or something like that, where I'm like, I could just put this on and chill and play cards or something like that, but that's not that comparable because Don Tolliver has like a nice singing voice and that's a different like chill R&B vibe type of thing. That's not what this is, but, um, okay. Yeah. He has some slick stuff going on here though. Um, I would give it maybe a seven. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, I appreciate that fellas. My thoughts on this joint. My first favorite thing about this album is the production. Uh, this album oozes, oozes the sound of the West Coast um, with a list of producers, both known and some not so known. So uh, two of the main known L.A. residents like DJ Mustard and DJ d are on here adding a smooth bounce on tracks like Magic and DJ Quick, respectfully. respectively. Um, What's here on the beat? Mustard, Mustard's light key and heavy 808 production on Magic serves up a hazy funk that gives you like a sunny day vibe. 
Um, and it's like it's it's like mustard's you know in his pocket doing what he does, but he does it with just enough groove that you know like Vince is like catching it, you know what I'm saying? In in a way that Vince does. Um, D does gives you like the stripped down like boom bap and scratch track with a West Coast West Coast flair on DJ Quick, which allows for Staples' lazy yet proven hip hop essential flow to ride it perfectly. This happens like well over all of this album and it makes for like a musical bop the whole way through. Um, you got people on here like Kenny Beats, um, did a couple of, uh, did a track on here and then you have some more unknown producers uh, like Mingo who did a few of the tracks as well and each track, everything, like you guys said, it blends together uh, well. It's just a, a, a funky vibe, dude, a funky vibe. Uh, so production on here is also, it's minimalistic too. It's like the beats don't, there's not a lot going on in the beats. A few hi-hats, few snaps, and some heavy drums. It's not something where it's like, it doesn't sound like late registration where it's a bunch of orchestra shit. Like, it's not too much going on um, on the beats when he's rapping. And I like that for his voice. Um, the second thing I like about this album, man, vibes. Like the vibe and vibe slash mood. Because of the great production and sounds on this album and... Um, the the production sounds on this album and how well they merge with Vince's like smooth but stern delivery. Something really special happens on this album for me. So like with every song here, this artist creates and captures a specific mood on every track. Every track encapsulates like a feeling, no matter how positive or negative the story of reflection that he is t having there. So like the vibe of the album is intact, and so like. Y'all said this uh, song sounds similar. I could totally understand that, which is which is weird because he got a, he has a bunch of producers on here. Like the like, mm -hmm. it's not like like Mustard did two tracks, uh, D High did two tracks, Migo did two tracks. Like it's about like, you know what I'm saying? It's about like ten producers on this album. So like, none. Of, it's not like mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's not like he got one in with two dudes and it was like you know what I'm saying? All y'all give me <laughs> music. It Plus. just. I don't know. It just producers one cup, right? Oh, yikes! <laughs> Very much so, yikes. Um, put that in the chat. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's like I don't know how he was able to do that, but I love. It, it reminds me of like not to not, not to say that this is anything like you know Illmatic level. It could be to some people, but it reminds me of what Nas was doing on Illmatic, where he took all these like producers, but he made something that sounded succinct, like, and that's what. Um, Vince Staple is, is doing here. Um, so it never loses focus on sounding like the same album. You know what I'm saying? And giving you a bop, even if he's talking about poverty, paranoia, losing someone, or love. And these are all things, reoccurring themes in, in this um, album, which is like reflective of, you know, his home hometown, home neighborhood and shit. This makes for a very, like, truly good body of work for me. And not just like singles thrown together because everything sounds like it's supposed to be here. Uh, so it, it worked out really well for me. Um, album, there are albums that do sound like the same song over and over and over. Um, I've had that a couple times when I was listening like with some Wiz Khalifa. No, no offense to Wiz, Khalifa, <laughs> to Wiz Khalifa. I think we had a, when we covered Justin Bieber, I said that. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's it's definitely albums that have that. I didn't I didn't really get that here, but I could I could totally see, you guys not, y'all definitely not wrong from that. I could totally see, you know, having that, that, that same bounce and how, you know, kind of, there's the same like underlining groove on everything. So I totally get what y'all talking about when y'all say that. Um, 
Now, this is my favorite fucking thing. I couldn't wait to talk about this. This is my favorite thing on this fucking album, man. The lingo on this motherfucker. This, this, listen. Come down. These are ling- <laughs> these are lingo lace stories. I always t- I'm, I, I have this written down. Y'all know how I write my shit down, but I'm kind of finna go a little bit off the cuff. I always talk to y'all about how fucking my favorite rappers and the, my favorite rap is the niggas that say the slickest shit. I don't care which you can be saving the abdominal world. soul. You could be <laughs> ab- ab- <laughs> that guy abdominal soul. What the fuck? Abdominal right? soul child. <laughs> right there in the chat. Uh, so listen. <laughs> um. 19 this, titles. This is gonna be good. This motherfucker is like like absolution. That's, actually, <laughs> right that's actually where he got uh mm-hmm. got his name yeah. from. Um oh, absolute really? absolute. Yeah. Um yeah, that's why it's the first five letters. Absolute. Um but okay. One of my favorite things about this album, and Vince is the MC in general, is his lingo game. This nigga mm-hmm. is as slick as shit. And says some of the coolest pieces of lingo in his records, man. Just his roads are slicker than shit. <laughs> just, well, Wisconsin. just as a listener from the outside looking in, uh, part of this sound makes me think it's not only a connection to LA, but also rooted in like the Crip, like Crip gang lingo. As the lingo is similar to, but almost giving a younger version of Schoolboy Q and even Snoop. Either way, the shit works so well. Uh, for example, one of uh, one of my favorite songs on here, "Mama's Boy." He drops little, these are little these are little lines, but it's just the lingo. Uh, drops little uh, lines like, "Mouth running, you an athlete, huh?" Or "I ride around Ray Charles tent." Like he don't say, "I ride around with my windows tinted like Ray Charles." Like it just it's just the way he drops little shit in there. I ride around Ray Charles tent. And even he in that same song he says, uh, "Michelin stars, we gotta eat." Soon as he tweet. For those who don't know, Michelin stars are like a restaurant rating system. But the for the listeners that don't know, I'm sure like you guys know. But but the bar. No, I thought they were tires. But, <laughs> also, also tires. Um, but the bars is to play on him getting money. But the Michelin stars, he just says Michelin stars. We gotta eat. Like it's 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 simple. It's not it, it's not profound. It's not like fucking like you know Lupe Fiasco level. You know, under the and all that shit. It's just. I, I I texted you McCoy saying uh, he had that one area here. Uh, he says to me at 38 and told me that I'm special. Right. And I, I thought that was slick. It's, it's, it's right. That's the that's the shit. That makes for the best rap. That makes for the. He just best. slides you under the table like a little little piece of gold. Well, it, it, it doesn't see. Every, here's my here's my thing with rap, man. Everybody want every, they want every motherfucker, every nigga, every bitch to be rapping about, you know, saving the world or fucking how the the black man's plight, and they want them to be doing it in a way that like is teaching us to be you know better. And and Vince does clearly they don't because they didn't like Kendrick's album, right? Or... Exactly, exactly. It's like the they want to hear that glicky with the sticky. <laughs> like, uh, and so Cody will be dropping his debut album. Um, <laughs> that's Takashi. <laughs> uh, it sounded like you. It sounded like you had a lot of fun rapping it. I don't know, man. Um, no, I'm making. Fun. Oh my god! Just <laughs> shut up, this stupid butt. I'm now making fun of you, Cody. You don't get it. Um, <laughs> oh, is that what's going on here? <laughs> Huzzah! No, but no, seriously, like this is uh, it's so so many little gems that he gives you of just little slick bars, and I don't. We we automatically like give people credit because they're talking about positivity or giving people credit because of the shit that they're talking about 
sounds like you know Lupe. I mean Lupe. We not we not gonna discredit Lupe at all. Never. But I think you hear something like Lupe and he's dropping all this shit that's like kind of hard to understand. And you're like, God, this guy's good because it's just I have to like read a book to understand. I love that. And this is why I like Young Thug. I always often bring him up. People don't agree with me, but this is why I like Young Thug because he's gonna give you little slick, little slick shit like that. With Vince Staples, moreover on uh, East Point Prayer, he says the term. He uses the term shoot stick, talking about his gun, little simple shit, simple shit. Uh. Uh, on an, yeah, on another on another record, he says, <laughs> he says, um, another record, he says, I can't remember the, the record, but the line I can't forget. He said, called him on the corner and I practiced my jumper. A jumper is a shot. So the lingo is speaking to him. He, he saw him. He shot. He saw him. He shot him. It's so simple. It's simplistic, but it's so. It's, it's not simple if you have to explain it the way you But it, also, uh, a lot of jumpers are shot from the corner. Like, uh, yep. that's how they, they make, like, the game-winning shot. Yep, so, yep. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yep. Um, but it, it is it is a slick bar. It's And that's what, that's what I love about it. Like, you're not going to get – you if you listening, you're going to catch him and be like, this nigga cold. But it's not going to bog you down to the point where you're like, what the fuck is he talking about? And that's – for me, those are the best rappers. Those are the best types Flip of rappers. Flip to the index, go to page right. three. <laughs> exactly, bro. And Vince does this shit. I got a couple more. He does this shit the whole entire album, bro. And it's just so refreshing because I can listen to it. I can ride to it. But I can also be like, damn, this nigga. He said, what? He did. Even the whole song, when, the whole song, When Sparks Fly. It's not, a, it's not original in the sense of it hasn't been done. But he's talking from the perspective of a gun whole song and it's but it's you know like um you know his version of uh Nas know, did it first. yeah Nas or two or kind of harkening back to it it mixes actually Nas's uh I gave you power because he's talking from the perspective of the gun but it's the relationship with having a like a love relationship with it like me and my girlfriend by Tupac he merges those both those concepts perfectly and boom now you have the gun talking to him Tupac was talking to the gun, like that was his girlfriend. Nas was the gun. Vince Staples is the gun, but the gun is talking to him as though they're in a relationship. So the he's speaking from the the guns, you know. He's gun sexual. Right. <laughs> it's like being pansexual, but no. <laughs> it's but but it's so. I mean, again, man, I, you can hear it in my voice. Like I just love that type of shit because it's it's so. It's it's simple but it's good, man. Simple but it's good. Um, he has another one, and I couldn't. And this one was a little bit kind of, kind of, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I think I was kind of maybe reaching just a little bit here, but I was curious. On Roll Streets, he says, "I picked the blacker berry. I ain't dealing with the snow." Obviously, I'm. That's a play on women. You know, he liking him him liking his woman black. But I also thought it was interesting because he said. He mentioned picking the berry, like picking the berry, and not dealing with snow. And I just thought was that maybe a double entendre for like fruit, because if you picking fruit or if you're picking, you know, what I'm saying like if you're harvesting shit, there's no snow type shit. So this might be one where I was maybe overstepping, but I was so into that line, I was like, damn, was it? Is there something going on there? But again, anywho, the lingo, as I always said, the best part of hip hop is those that can kick the slickest shit from east coast to west coast midwest to down south this is the name of the game uh, and uh staples carries the torch very well for the west right now so i love that that's my favorite thing about this album overall this project is very fun to listen to 
it's West Coast to the T, and it's again, that's oozing throughout this entire experience. There are some really strong moments that come together perfectly the whole way through. I think my biggest issue, biggest and only issue with this album, though, is the song structure. The way he wrote some of these records, man, don't make them long enough. There, pause. It, <laughs> there are some songs on here that are just a chorus, a verse, and then a chorus. And then there are records here where unless my counting was a little bit off, and it's usually not when it comes to bar counting, some of these verses aren't full 16s. In fact, um, there's a song on here where my favorite song on here, Slide. I just wanted it to be a fuller record because it's a it's a uh, some talking in the beginning. Eight bars, a chorus. Eight bars, a chorus. And then some like you know gunshots and shit at the end, like for the for the experience. Now I get that this might be a stylistic choice for sure, and it might not take away from the experience for some. But I like some of these records so much, like Slide, that I want them to be fuller. The experience on the song is there. The vibe is there. The mood is there. It's just I want the records to fully be flushed out more. Um, overall, honestly, I get this is a very solid album. I was going. I, I'm really stuck because I was. Uh, the more I listen, originally when I heard this, I gave it an eight. The more I listen to it, truthfully, the more I listen to it, the more I feel like this is a nine for me. For me, just because. You are so messed up. No, seriously. I I I, st I started this when I wrote this. Started this review um, last week. I listened to it about. This is the equivalent to you as Nas. It's Kings it's up there. Too. It's I think it's uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing about this album. It has a, a way better bounce. It has a way better uh, vibe than Nas. Nas had better, some better bars on that motherfucker. I think he was really kind of in his bag with song topic and structure and shit like that. Vince didn't have the structure, but Vince, where he wins is the musicality on this album. It's everything meshes well. You know what I'm saying? Like everything meshes well on this album. And you, I, I don't see any any holes in it. I just find the records to be written there's a hole in the middle that's how you play it put in the player and then you know <laughs> you not know what cds are well you know it cds is. nuts <laughs> chat now this is uh again it's it's not a perfect cd which is why i wouldn't give it a 10 i mean it could be work the, the songs have this like elementary structure to them and i don't like that um it's it's it, that really pulls me away from giving it, you know, full on. I feel like the records could be flushed out more, but the vibe, the bounce, the not like I'm put this on and I can listen to it. It can it can be background music. I can ride to it or I can sit down and when you really listen, I'm like, damn, this nigga said what this what happened to his homie? This this happened. He lost this person. He went here. Like he's really giving me the full the full experience that, that I want. Musically, it works. So, again, I at first I came in saying eight and then I kept listening to the album throughout the week. And I was like, by the time I get to this, uh. Pie, I know I'm gonna feel even more attached to this record. I'm giving it a solid nine. It's a nine for me. Um, and yeah, that's the one. I don't have anything. I was trying to find something slick to say about Vince Staple. You know, at the end, I like putting some slick shit together. I was gonna say some shit about him stapling the game back together, some weird shit, but I don't have anything slick to say about it. I just like this fucking album. So, boom, there you go. And now it's time this for. Time is a victory for Staples. <laughs> he has a story named after him. And now it's time for Russell Prosity.
Okay, so this one may be uh, a fairly short one today. Smaller uh, prosity. Oh, we don't have to say that out loud. All right, so the Roe versus Wade decision has been the hot topic this week. And of course, I wanted to talk a um, very little bit about it and maybe some other things that I've run across because of this also great country of ours. Um, for those of you who have not been paying attention to the news and such, listeners and such, uh, the decision in the case of Roe versus Wade ruling the state law that banned abortion was unconstitutional. And I believe in that case, it was regarding pregnancies post 15 weeks. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was so ruled to protect women's rights to privacy and choice and to be in concordance with a few of the amendments, the 1st, 4th, 5th, ninth, and 14th. Mm. Now, um, the main argument, uh, or I guess a few of them that I've kind of heard this week, um, all stem from uh, women's rights. Um, freedom of choice, the my, my body, my choice motto that was really um, popular and prevalent for the last couple of years, as well as um, some people connecting that to the Me Too movement. Um, in my opinion, that freedom of choice should fall in line with the Constitution. Um, these don't feel like the kind of decisions that should be so easily overturned. Uh, there are too many instances of gray for there to be such a black and white decision on this, issues, uh, on this issue alone. Um, so before I get into it, um, what do you guys think regarding this? I still think America sucks yeah. and let people be people. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with Cody on this one. I think this is, um, it's ridiculous. Honestly, I think, uh, first I of mean, all, the shit is fucking ridiculous. Right. For sure. For sure. For sure. Fucking ridiculous. Um, well, everybody would say ridiculous. <laughs> this, but, but I like what it, what my issue with it is that people keep saying it's about abortion. It is about abortion. That's like the, at the forefront, but it's it's so much more than that because mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. that um, ruling, like you said, it had the right to privacy, the right to ref the right to refuse um, medical services is 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 mm -hmm. placed in 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 the Roe versus Wade. Um, so I mean that just sets a precedence to certain things that could affect everyone. You know, even abortion affects. With women, obviously, um, but it affects everyone when you overturn something like this because it can go into you know different areas. It can fall over and then spill over into different areas. And I think too, my thing that I'm worried about is they also um, judge Supreme Court Judge Tom Thomas Clarence Thomas um, said that we should look into other cases as well and then he gave three examples i can't yeah. remember, i can't remember the name of the cases but those cases really deal with privacy yeah. contraceptives yeah and and yeah. you know other things so it's like it, this is going to spill over and who knows you know what they might ban or take away or remove you know in the coming in the coming years so yeah i think one of them was doe versus something and i can't, I can't remember the the other name that was included um, but there, yeah, they were looking into other um, 
different cases um, where the rulings were controversial, but the rulings are also dealt with privacy and, and, and some other matters. Um, There's a Dobbs versus Jackson. Is that what you're talking about? Um, I'm looking at this right now. I'll put it on the group chat. I'm not sure. Um, says the abortion case. The abortion case is named after Thomas Dobbs, who says he has nothing to do with it. I don't know what this whole article is because I just saw it now. And TS isn't here to read it to me. <laughs> but I'm just... Um... I'm trying to think. I, I was just looking at this, but uh, Dobbs versus Jackson is one um, uh, that deals with the women's health organization, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but there was another one that was um, Doe versus something, and I, and I can't um, remember what it is at this that's particular Doe versus point. a deer. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> a female deer. Um, I definitely feel like there are too many old, shriveled, balding individuals making decisions for people with whom they have no connection or experience, especially with these, uh, these specific circumstances. Um, here's another thing that was mentioned regarding rights. There's been just a lot of bills and, and laws that have been um, passed just this year alone um, or that have been attempted to be passed this year. Um, in Florida, there's a, a bill attempting to ban the teaching of equity over equality and racial colorblindness. <laughs> yep. uh, um, and, and especially because uh, the equity thing makes everything actually equal. Um, equality doesn't do that as such. E equity makes sure that everyone has the same resources to be able to reach the same heights and such, where equality only gives everybody the same opportunities, but don't um, necessarily provide the resources in order to take advantage of those opportunities. And so that's why they're they're pushing equity over equality. Um, and of course, racial colorblindness should be um, a given, uh, but we still have other bills um, that are limiting conversation, instruction, um, and then sometimes um, the activating of civil rights, equal rights, and basically anything that speaks out against oppression and racism. There are more bills targeting um, less, uh, lessons, actions, and probably even the thought regarding racism, genderism, sexism, all the fucking isms except humanism. Um, and even though there are some, some bills and laws coming to effect that um, bear some good, um, like the animal welfare, welfare bill, the minimum wage uh, bill, uh, the surprise medical billing bill, which is a big one for me personally. Um, and just to go into those just a little bit, um, their um, protective rights for um, animal welfare and how they're treated, how they're um, um, sheltered and things of that nature to make sure that they're not being abused. Um, the minimum wage uh, increase that everybody is trying to do, um, or the government is trying to push the states to do to at least 15 instead of it being the seven or six or whatever it is in different um, states. And then the surprise medical billing, which um, means that your insurance can't hit you with medical bills that they haven't uh, let you know were coming in the first place. Uh, it amazes me how the rights of animals can be prioritized higher than human beings. Not to say that animals shouldn't have protective rights as well, but the few laws and bills that I've seen surface just this week have me fully disgusted with this fucking country. Um, am I surprised by this? No, because it just 
it's it's just a usual um, song and dance for this country. But it does make shit rise in my stomach. Uh, we keep reverting to the same old shit, whether it's natives, blacks, Asians, women's, the LGBTQA plus community. The hate and the discrimination just continues to go round and round. Yeah, even to the point where it's like, I saw something where it said this girl had, she needed a root canal in one of her teeth, and it was like $7,000 or something like that. Mm-hmm. I forget. But then it's like, she even shows like the pre estimate, and I'm like, okay, that's root canal, core, uh, core buildup, crown, all this stuff. So it's it's more than just a root canal, but I get what she's saying. Mm-hmm. And she, what she did was flew to i forget where somewhere in europe i think i don't know if it was germany or something like that mm-hmm. sweden and then she got the root canal done there flew back and it was like 800 bucks total or something like that yeah yeah wow yeah so it was cheaper for her Shows to fly bad. to europe yeah right the root canal there was like two three hundred bucks the flight uh round trip was like four or five hundred or something like that right right Wow, and that's always been a, a problem with this country: um, medical services, medical medical care, uh, prescriptions. All of those um, are major money makers for uh, not just the medical industry, big pharma, if you want to call it that, um, but insurances. Insurances really fuck people over. Yeah, yeah, man. I and it's like you're damned if you don't have it, but you're damned basically if you do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I was um as a person who is a diabetic um and I've been a diabetic um most of my most of my life actually more of my life mm-hmm. than I haven't. Um I haven't been able to be without insurance and I mean I've right. had state I've had insurance through my jobs, state insurance, um mm-hmm. a couple of different types of insurance and one thing that I've realized is that the shit is just it 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 is extremely extremely um price gouging to, to people who may not even have, you know, I mean, I mean, I remember having insurance. Means, yeah. Exactly. I remember having, working for places and having to get state insurance because there was no way I was going to be able to cover my insulin. Right. With that work insurance. Which, is, which should be something that's um, not, uh, not so expensive for people who fucking need it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Honestly, it should be free. You can't help that you have that. Right. Know? Exactly. Exactly. I didn't choose diabetes. Diabetes landed on me. Diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. I'm trusting diabetes, the brother of the baby. Um, <laughs> I remember reading something, and it was like some services were like provided to those um, of ill repute, and I'll just put it uh, as that uh, in a nice manner. Um, but insulin and necessary things for for people to survive were price gouged so ridiculously, and it was like this is fucking ridiculous. Like, Epipens. right, right. Um, I think what did somebody say they were like uh, three hundred for for an EpiPen or something like that? Three hundred. Surprised me in the past like eight years. I feel like it went from a range of like two to five hundred. Right. Yep. Yep. And then. I mean, one of my one uh, so I take two different a uh, uh, long acting insulin, which mm-hmm. I and I take a, a fast acting insulin. I take the long acting once a day, so it's kind of mm-hmm. working in the background. And then every time I eat, I take the fast acting. But so that's right. two different, two separate <laughs> boxes of insulin that I need. Each mm-hmm. box. Yeah, but you still you're still probably not checking your blood sugar levels. I'm not even. Yeah. I'm not. I have a yeah. sensor for that. So that, but that's another. That's another cost because it's not those sensors aren't right. for either. 
But right. just on the insulin alone, just on the insulin alone, uh, each box is anywhere from six to like nine hundred dollars a box. Yeah. Without like yeah. without insurance, and so mind you, insurance will only cover a portion. So there's been times where depending right. on which, what insurance I had, I was paying eighty bu- dollars a box. You know what I'm right. saying? And and right. you do that right. tw- you do that twice, one hundred sixty bucks a month, just just to make sure I'm I'm maintaining life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And now, mind you, if I'm working a a job where I'm making like fifteen or less, you know, if you do if you do the math, that shit gonna start. At, that's like a whole nother bill. That's a, you know what I'm saying? That's more than the life. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. Right. But but right. it's something that has to. A whole be. phone bill and shit because Ex- these phone bills be gouging too. Exactly. 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 But this is just t- some of the type of shit that I've you know gone through in my entire right. in my adult life. But like so, I can only listen. Have- I've uh. I've had severe sleep apnea um, for the better part of 10 years, maybe. Um, I recently, uh, or I've had a machine for that maybe within the last five or six. And the payments that were supposed to be made for this machine were 300 a month. Um, not to mention, <laughs> not to mention uh, with my recent uh situation right um i've had to wear life vests um which is also another 300 dollar uh uh a month expense and oh yeah yeah 318 or 76 somewhere there um and then also um this cardiac rehab that i have to go through which is mandated by the doctor as something that i need to do for my heart is four hundred dollars a session, and you have to do twelve weeks of it. Holy fuck! Like this is fucking retarded. <laughs> like um, you're basically telling people that they need to die if they don't have insurance, and then insurance still doesn't cover everything at, at, at um, most of the time. So it's like you still may have to come out of cost for something that you have to do, but you may not have the resources and means to do it. And then here, this is where it gets trippy. Um. You the 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 treatments and shit that they're giving us mm-hmm. are not like necessarily fixing shit. It's just like some shit that right. kind of like it's, coats it's a treatment. It, it treats right. the disease. It doesn't cure. Right. The the medical industry has gotten out of the business of curing because it doesn't pay, and that's the the fundamental um for the most part. core. Yeah, well, yeah, for the most part. For the most part. Um, there are some things that they do try and cure. Um, but a lot of things are just treatment-based. They're just, let's have you survive with this shit. There is a... Oh, I can't remember. It, listeners, please forgive me if I'm repeating something I've already said. But there is a woman, black an African-American woman, actually, who is like a, phys- a physicist... And a, physicist? Yes, a physicist and a like a um, scientist. She works with satellites and shit like that. Mm. And she had somebody in her family who had cancer, and, and like the treatment, you know, was horrible, and you know they didn't like it. Was just it was just bad. And so she went into her bag with you know the, the knowledge that she has, and developed over like a process of like two years developed a way to not it's non-invasive basically mm-hmm. target 
with the same shit that we use for cell phones and satellites because she said if a satellite can look at a at a from space can zoom in to a dime on the ground and tell if it's face down or face up why can't we you know do other shit with this the same laser technology and she developed a laser um that basically is non-invasive that could pinpoint a tumor and destroy it without ever cutting you open and they did it on tested on lab rats and they had a tumor got into the gotten the laser to destroy the tumor and the lab rat in 15 days had no signs of any cancer and was healthy complete within 15 days this would this would they're giving better medical advice or treatments to rats than animals again animal (laughs) animal rights versus people but no they they do those tests and and, you know to make sure that they're uh, safe for humans but um honestly have you not not seen uh what is it captain america winter soldier hail hydra they had lasers for that shit and they were just trying to take people out this government can't be fucking trusted are you sure yeah exactly exactly (laughs) and now here's the thing she she developed that as a scientist Mm -hmm. had friends in the scientific community all that shit She's been trying mm-hmm. to get funding for that to be massively, because she doesn't, she's obviously, she can make money off it, but she wants it to be the norm. She's been trying right. to get funding for that for six years, bro. Six so, years. So she should hire um, mad security and, and yep. bodyguards because they'll try and take her ass out. Six years. And we all, cancer, we all want cancer to be done for, right? No. Six years, you can't get a lick of funding for all the cancer research and shit that donations and shit that happens. You can't get. But the military expenses are in the like fifty or five hundred million or billion. I forget. Exactly, man. <laughs> nobody wants nobody wants cancer or diabetes to end. You know what I'm saying? They charging me without insurance. They charging me nine hundred a box a month. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody wants that shit to end. Like be. You know what I'm saying? And the 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 expense to making insulin. It's almost mm-hmm. non-existent. Like, mm-hmm. I've, heard, I've I forgot the exact cost, but I learned the cost it would take to make one pen or a box of insulin or some shit is like twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Twenty five. Hike up the price. And you charge w- nine. Ridiculous. Yeah, bro. But that's that's the industry. That's the industry. Um, I heard at one point it took like what, like. 25 50 cents a dollar 50 something shit like that to make jordans but that nigga yep. sell them for 150 250 yeah. Like, yeah i mean don't you fuck um patrice o'neill said it best like in order to make money in order to really make money i gotta be down with suffering i gotta be down with not giving a fuck about you your family i need money that's that's what he what he was saying um when he was talking about the whole um haiti thing um would like to see these cats sit around and just kind of wait for natural disaster, natural disasters to happen to wipe out different communities and shit, so that they can go in and rebuild and make all the fucking money because that's that's what's important to a lot of people yeah. is money. Um, the overturning of this this case's decision um, has so many levels to it, based on the different opinions and arguments drawn up by these justices, um, but the fact that there is no protection of extenuating circumstances for women who are not pregnant by choice, like in the cases of rape, um, incest or ancestral rape, because a lot of it is indeed rape, or at least at the very, at the very least, um, coercion to force. 
um, as well as potential harm and death for the mother, fetal abnormality, um, and the list goes on and on. The fact that there's no protection for this is terrifying. That someone could so nonchalantly basically say, none of that shit matters, have the baby, is nuts. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. And I, This is not like, okay, this is some dark humor, um, but I just, uh, somebody just sent me uh, a tweet. And it said, if I got pregnant, <laughs> it said, if I got pregnant tomorrow and couldn't get an abortion, at least I could still buy a gun and shoot myself. Now, it's not. It's so it's, sad, it's, but it's so it's true. Not, not, I've seen like some of my cousins, female cousins are saying like, uh, I wish that I had as many rights as a gun has. Right. Right. For sure. For sure. That And again, right. that's not, that's not, it's dark humor because it wasn't like supposed to be. <laughs> Funny, but right again, especially like you know, having the knowledge and awareness of what a lot of women have told me regarding their experiences with men, sex, and etc. Yeah. This shit like really makes my blood boil. Yeah, um, yeah. I get that life is precious, but as usual, America has decided only some life is precious. All lives matter, but we put asterisks next to most of you motherfuckers because do y'all really matter? Do y'all? Yeah. What is even more fucked up is that. This just gives states so much leeway to do whatever the fuck they want in regards to abortion now, because it is becoming technically illegal um, at the time of fertilization. Um, the woman can be criminalized, the doctor, the person who drove them to the fucking clinic, the clinic itself, like the list goes on and on. And you know, some states like TS Backyard and shit would definitely <laughs> prosecute and throw the book at motherfuckers just because they can. Uh, I know y'all remember when they were literally trying to fry all those mentally challenged people like they were setting off fireworks. Wait, no. what? Texas, they um they were really trying to push um uh, for the death penalty for a men- mentally challenged person. What the fuck, bro? Yeah. <laughs> like they was really trying to give dog the electric chair. <laughs> that is OC, bro. What the fuck? That is but then they'll let regular people, you know what I mean, my regular too, get you know, off for <laughs> mental sanity. Right. The mentally unchallenged. The mentally tamed. Um, <laughs> but, like, I, I'm just really so sick of the bullshit, yo. Like, no clever worded outro this time. No other messages except this. If y'all listening, uh, be good to each other. If there's ever a time for us to be on one accord and protect each other, it's now. Uh, this is feeling more and more like V from Vendetta than it is real life, honestly. Um, watch it if you haven't seen it. It's a good movie. I'm done. McCoy? Bill and Ted. Be excellent to each other. Uh, well, I don't... Um, necessarily, I think, Cody, you sent me like a fucked up story of the week, right? I sent that one on the group chat and I thought... I can't remember. And this morning was a fun fact. Yeah, no, use that, Cody. I did not. I did not watch that uh, when I woke up. So oh, you. If you have the, if you want to give the fun fact, you can give the fun fact. Right now. Yeah, you you sent it. I thought you watched it. Well, yeah, but I didn't want to memorize it. Okay, I'll read these little subtitles going on. It says, "Did you know that the urine from a person with diabetes contains so much sugar that it can be used to make whiskey?" Believe it or not, this is actually how the Gilpin family whiskey is made. And that has been episode 112 of Not Politically <laughs> Correct. 
I am your boy, Real McCoy, aka Mr. What It Do, aka Young Splash God. You can find me on Twitter at Real McCoy KPZ. <laughs> Cody. You can find me in the bathroom trying to make my own whiskey. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't have diabetes. I don't have uh, diabetes. <laughs> hope not. Rest. <laughs> um, fuck. Yeah, all right. <laughs> what? Uh, pass. Bad. And once again, on Dang. that note... Away at this point and shit. You damn asshole, don't stop. Pass away. <laughs> Stupid, bro. Uh, and on that note... I think it'd be intelligible, but I'm skipping. <laughs> Gang!